to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, this is Kathy, and welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Strict Anonymous. If you want to follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook, I need to update my Facebook page. It's, um, it's facebook.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for callers. Uh, it is just email us at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. We want to talk to you if you have a problem. We want to talk to you if you're f- like live a double life and you want to, you know, talk about it to me, to us. I want to say us because I'm still thinking I'm with Tommy, but I'm not. I'm with nobody. <laughs> um, and uh, what I also love talking to or who I always also love talking to is people that do interesting things. Um, and that's what we have today. We have two guys that uh, do something really interesting. They're um, two gay guys, Cole and Hunter. Uh, they have an open relationship. They've been together for many, many years, like way, well over 10 years. And they started to have an open relationship early on and they started to fuck other guys and they posted videos of um, themselves on Xtube. That's how it just started out for fun, just to put it out there. And they got so many hits. They wound up, you know, starting their own website, maverickmen.com. And they're the, you know, they're probably the most popular and the most viewed um, gay website out there right now. What I find fascinating about them and what I'm going to focus on in this call is their open relationship and the success and and, because they're successful with their open relationship. They're very in love. Um, They screw their fans because they have an open relationship and they stay friends with these guys. Um, But it's uh, all done in a a cool way. And that's what I want to talk to them about. Uh, But we'll hear all about their story in a minute when they call in. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Maverick man. Do I have both of you on the call on on the phone? Hey there. Cole and Cole and Hunter. Hunter. Is that your real names? Yes, for you it is. (laughs) (laughs) Our real names are actually actually Cole Cole and Hunter, but we changed them because, you know. (laughs) I think for this call, you should be Cole and Hunter. All right. Since for the once in your life, you'll be double teaming a female instead of a hot young guy. Exactly. You know, no Tommy on this call. I canned his ass. Where is he? What's going on? He's fired. It was too hard. You know, he was juggling too many things that he was never available. And he, he really screwed up my schedule constantly. So it's just it's just easier for me to do it myself. But we love Tommy. And, you know, if it wasn't for Tommy, I would have never met you guys because I met you on that uh, gay pride parade float. Right. That's right. That's right. We what? also had, a, we had an appearance at uh, his club a couple of times, too. Oh, where? At the Ritz? Yeah. So you guys get hired. I mean, basically, I explained before I got you guys on the call who you guys are and what you guys do. I have a million questions for you. I'm sure you've heard a lot of these questions before. First of all, I know I I read your, you know, your bio on your website and it says you guys been together because I'm always obsessed with like open relationships. Right. And I think that they work a lot more in the gay community. And, you know, it definitely works in the heterosexual community, too. But I think that the gay you know, gay guys are open to it more and have been doing it for longer. As far as your, how long you guys been together? Fifteen years. Fifteen years, uh, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, 15, 15 in September. Fifteen in September, and you guys are really in love. Like you have a real relationship, but you fuck other people, and and you turned it into a full fledged business, right? I mean, this is what you guys are like the most famous couple. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. I mean, we. I've always been a, an amateur photographer since I was like a tween, and I 
taking pictures of, you know, every part of our life. And then I discovered digital, you know, a camera, digital camera with the video setting. And naturally I filmed us and I filmed us fooling around. And then just for shits and giggles, we threw it up uh, on the internet to see what happened. And everyone went bananas for it. So, yeah, it just went from there. And, and and also just to answer you know your earlier question yeah we are very much in love I mean we're very we're very lucky well she is <laughs> wait wait yeah, who, I, who am I talking to I need to get the voices right. with the names who's okay, the photographer so this, this is so this is Hunter Cole is the photographer he was just talking this okay is Cole this, this is Cole I'm the one with the really mad Hunter yeah right whatever Hunter was the sensitive and loving one that was about to explain how we're really in love yeah now that you've already done what you've done I'm not gonna do it <laughs> so Cole is a photographer Hunter is the sensitive one I'm the lover you're the lover Hunter is the lover Cole is the <laughs> is the photographer so, but yeah. go on. You guys it's have been together for 15 years, and you are really in a real relationship. You're totally in love, and you guys just screw other people. When did your relationship become open? Was it always open the whole time you've been dating? Um, no, we like kind of we were dating at first, and then we were seeing each other for a long time, and we kind of just wanted to be uh, honest with each other. And I, I said to my mom, like, look. Is my fucking dick the only dick you want for the rest of your life? I mean, exactly. Does your does his dick stop there? I mean, seriously. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's a nice dick, but I don't know if someone wants to suck on it for fifty years. You know. <laughs> right. Can you tell me your guys' ages? Do you mind? Well, we kind of have this thing where we feel like, um, especially gay gay culture and gay boys are youth obsessed. And so we never disclose our age to anyone. Um, That's cool. We don't, want to perpetuate, we don't want to perpetuate that negative stereotype of ageism. We feel like if you could bring sex to the table... That's what matters. Yeah, I think that's smart. That's totally fine. Um, so you guys, so about how many years into your relationship? Because I once saw this really great documentary um, on swingers. And, you know, they, they sort of took four different couples and they did a span of over a year of them. Some were just getting into swinging. Some have been swingers all the time. And just basically an open relationship type of thing like what you're doing. And um, one of the couples said something interesting to me, which was that, you know, they were like they felt like it worked in their relationship because they had been together for like double digit years whereas the the newer couples that started doing it in the one or two years beginning of their relationships like they didn't work out by the end of the documentary they weren't doing it anymore they weren't together how many years into your relationship did you guys have that conversation and start sort of opening it up yeah i mean i i think it you know a couple couple maybe three or so years into it Mm -hmm. and it you know, I'll tell you, and that's interesting what you're bringing up about the other couple, but I'd like to see that documentary. It, it's really good. It, I'll, I'll send it, you a link to it. Oh, please, yeah. It definitely, I mean, and those three years prior to that, I know that, I know for myself, I know for him, we were both having these, I guess, kind of internal conflicts about this issue, about wanting to do that, about wanting to bring it up to the other person, but not wanting to know, you know, bring something into the relationship that just couldn't be dealt with, and you know, it's like anything, and our our advice on this topic to anyone that's you know interested, anyone in a relationship that's interested in maybe you know exploring this, uh-huh. you just have to be completely one hundred percent open and honest with each other. You have to get to that point of vulnerability where you can both be totally vulnerable and feel comfortable with doing that, and talk about anything and everything. And if having sex with other people or being in an open relationship is one of those topics you want to discuss about. You know, once you get it, once you get the, the, the that established between the two people, it's so much easier to talk about those things. Right. And and because I always feel like because I've tried different I've had every kind of relationship except a normal one. Right. And I've tried open relationships. But what has always been missing for me that has made it easy is I never had that emotional security. I think you really need trust in that area, too. Right. Like you need to know that this is your guy. You guys are together emotionally. You're faithful. Right. Like everything else that you're doing is just sex. Is that. Yeah, we have we have. We have rules. We call them our, our rules of engagement. Yeah, what are those rules? That was one of my questions. I want to know what the rules are. Um, some of the rules are absolutely no romance, mm-hmm. no no cuddling, no dates, no alone, like no alone dates with someone, like no going out to dinner or going in the movies. Right. No, nothing, nothing emotional like that. <clears throat> you know what's kind of what's cute here, and the reality is that 
because I, I know that I, I am completely emotionally um, satisfied. Like, I, I, I'm not even open to entertaining, you know, it from other people. Right. These rules of engagement that he has accused me because I know he would never do any of those things because of the reason I just told you. He's, you know, emotionally, he's completely satisfied as well. He just has them for me, which I'm also completely emotionally satisfied, but he just doesn't understand that all the time. (laughs) He doesn't trust you as much as you trust him. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly it. It's just we have these rules of engagement that are just obvious, but yeah, I I don't know. I guess we bring it up. Maybe I guess. I don't know if I ever had to remind myself of the rules. Like I know, I know it because maybe I'm maybe I'm saying it to remind myself. You know, maybe I don't trust myself as much as I trust you. Really? Right. Well, I think I think an analyst. That's what an analyst would say. It's a little bit of projection on his part. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Well, what you? Yeah, we have we have kind of a background in psych. We love psychology. It's kind of our kind of our little pet peeve. What? Say what is it? What your background? I have a master's in education with a concentration on psychological studies. Uh-huh. So I'm like, it's kind of like my my little hobby. I love psych and sex. Yeah, me too. That's why I do this podcast. I know when we were when I met you, we were talking on the photos. Like, you guys definitely need to do your own podcast too. I mean, you should open it up and start talking as well because these are the kind of things I'm interested in. I mean, we're going to get to all your videos and everything because I was looking through all that stuff, and that's like you know, I'm sure you have some really hot stories that my listeners want to hear. But I love like the I'm obsessed with. Oh, I think like you know, typical traditional marriage, especially when with a, between a woman and a man, is like really doesn't work you know and I'm always trying to think like what is like the solution you know and I think um what you guys are doing is great I always aspire to one day you know being in a committed relationship where I'm in love with someone and like like you guys you know have that real companionship with someone but not feel like I have to sexually own somebody especially a man because men are very different than women it's not hard for me to be monogamous um, I'm pretty monogamous by nature, even when I've been with guys and I've had open relationships. I, I'm not sleeping around with a lot of people. I like the one guy, but I know that men are wired differently, you know, and I hate having to be worried that someone's going to do that, you know. Um, but I think mm. the, the problem is with a lot of straight guys, but women is like they do bring romance and all these other things because with their ego sometimes needs like to get other people to like them, too. It's not just about sex. And that's when it's a problem. I think with you guys, you guys know it's just about sex. You guys are completely fulfilled with each other. You're not like little fucking sex addicts running around trying to get people to like you and shit. It's not about something else. Which I think is important. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's fine. It, it, it can be. I guess you know, in 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 the years that we've been doing this, uh, we've definitely encountered people that are like what you're talking about, like that are you know that are approaching sex because they need uh, things other than basically other than sex. From yes. Them. And and it can be. It's a that's a tough way to go about getting those things to you know using sex to do it. It gets. It's a, it's a road that, you know, that usually doesn't lead to great places. But I think a lot of people are not aware of that. And exactly. They don't know it. And, you know, that's sadly, I mean, it's true. It's, it's, it's pretty common. And even when they do know it, they can't understand why it's happening. It could be from, you know, some deep-seated insecurities from childhood or, mm-hmm. you know, continuous rejection as a teenager or who knows what, but... Sometimes even when you're aware of that type of a thing, you you know, you, you can't stop it. No, it's totally an addiction and it is like chasing the dragon, you know what I mean? And and like and right. it's you're absolutely right, they can stop it. And that's what I found with most a lot of the guys that I've met that just can't keep their dick in their pants or can't be monogamous or can't be with one woman. They think it's just, oh, I'm just a guy and that's the way we're wired. But I see it as being more than just about sex because they're not just like, that's the problem with a lot of guys when they're so-called cheating behind people's back. You know, they're not just going and fucking someone and that's it. They're like texting and then they're sending emails and they're sending pictures. And, you know, like we just said, it's like for something more. And that's the part that's devastating for the other person. When you're, whether you're a woman or a man, if you really care about somebody, you don't want to feel like they're emotionally going someplace else because we exactly. all have a fear of abandonment, right? The, 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 you know, right. when you're in love with someone, you're the most vulnerable. You don't want to be nervous that someone could, is going to fucking leave you, you know, if you open that door up. So I think you guys are really lucky to have that and to have found each other, you know, because okay. I think you're just a little more evolved than most people. <laughs> well, thank you. No, I thank you. I, I, I agree. We are lucky that we, you know, that we have each other, um, 
and that we, that, you know, and that we have each other the way that we do and that we're able to do what it is that we do. But, you know, more importantly, what we also do is, you know, on all the social media, on, on Tumblr, on Facebook, on our website, Maverick Men, like all these places, there's always a dialogue basically about what you're bringing up right now. It's not, not just specifically, you know, sexual addiction, but uh-huh. in a general, or there's just a lot of misunderstanding about sex and relationships. Uh-huh. And, you know, especially as a young gay person where it's not even discussed, you know, I mean, it's not something that's taught about, you know, in Colmec about, about homosexual relationships. And, and, and so what we now have kind of been entrusted with and a, a, a big part of our following is, yeah, of course, people are, are, are paying to watch our videos, but there's a huge following also that are coming to us for an education. Right, because they want what you have. They want to be more. I think people have a desire to, because I think the, the big conflict with cheating is always that, you know, a lot of people will say, well, if you want to fuck a lot of people, why are you in a relationship? Because people are living like these double lives, you know, but there has to be a right. way to put it together because I think as human beings, we all need that. That companionship and all the stuff that you get outside of sex in a relationship but then you know people aren't maybe meant to be just like you said with one cock for you know 30 years you know it's just it's like unrealistic um so those two needs exist in in people yet it, it, so there's always that conflict and i think i'm always looking for that that you know that's why a lot of my questions are just about these kind of open relationships you know, with you guys, because I could tell from your pictures, I saw some of the dialogue. I love how you really put it out there. Like we're in love. We don't do shit off camera. You know, um, you have those clear boundaries. And like you said, it comes naturally, but you know what those rules are and why it works. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And that's important. I don't know if you guys listen to Dan Savage. He's really great on the topic. He calls yeah, it monogamish and he's in an open relationship as well. And it works for him. Uh, you know what? I I listened to him once a while ago, and I thought he was great, but I haven't been able to um, find him. I guess I should look at him, like look him up again, and listen to his stuff. Yeah, he's got um he's got a really successful podcast called. He's now on a podcast. He does a podcast. It's re- hugely successful. It's called um, Savage Love, and you'll love it. He's just so well spoken. He's really fucking smart, and he talks on this topic all the time. And he's in an open relationship as well, and uh, it really works for him. And and he talks a lot about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'll look him up for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember seeing a photo of him. He's a good-looking guy too. Yeah, definitely. It's like I was. That was like one of my weird questions. I was just wondering, you know, because I feel like there's so many like celebrities or people out there that are in like you know high positions of power where they can't really. They're maybe not totally out or whatever. But like, do you get people like that reaching out to you on the side because you guys are really well known on the internet, right? So I could just imagine what comes into your inbox, like. You must get all kinds of crazy people soliciting you. Do you ever get like famous people or, you know, stuff like that? I, I, not that you would ever go with them and I'm looking for names, but do you get that kind of propositions from people? Here's the thing. Here's the thing with this, um, with this topic. Yeah. The more we talk about this topic, the less it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I could edit this out it if kinda, you want. It kind of <laughs> has to be dealt with like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. All right. Forget about like the famous people or really successful people. <laughs> um, I, I I totally get that. Right. And but and what about like do people to offer you money like prostitute like do they offer you like hey like you know I'll and you know to, to have sex with you guys off camera because I know you put it out there that you don't do it off camera right so these people certain people that maybe don't want to be and I'm not talking about famous people or people like do they solicit you and say hey I'll fucking pay you. Yeah, all the time, all the all the time, all the time. <laughs> right. Oh, and you know, right, right. And you guys, that that those are your rules. You never do that. You guys just strictly do. Well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, there's a fine line between you know, is selling your integrity and prostitution and all that stuff. And you know, what I mean, I don't. I'm not going to fuck someone I'm not attracted to. It's, it's right. That simple. I suppose if it was like a super hot guy and we, you know, we're both into them, and all of a sudden he wanted to offer us money too, I'd say sure. Right. <laughs> But you're not going to do it for the. It's not. It, that's the difference. Is you're not doing it for the cash. I mean, I notice all the guys. But, I, there's you know, this. It, one, it, yeah. It, I'm just saying for us because we're a couple, it's a different ball game, so it doesn't work for us. But we do have friends that are like you know, I guess sex you want to call them sex workers, and you know they do. They love it and they do great at it. And you know, but for us as a couple, it's just really awkward because you, know, you might have a guy wanting to offer us big money for just hunter or maybe for just me or they might want some weird thing it's just 
as a couple, it just doesn't work for us. Right. But I think the reason why you guys became so successful is you filled like this really weird niche that's really amazing. And I think the reason why you rose to the top is because you are a real couple. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, you guys are doing like hardcore porn. I mean, like it's total the real deal. You know what I mean? But yet you have this other thing going on, which is this real love for each other and this real relationship. And you're really sort of clean in that sense, yet you're really fucking dirty in the bedroom. And I think that that's like the perfect combination. So I get, you know. Yeah. Can I can I tell you something, too? I feel like the more the more we do this and the longer we do this, I kind of I've come to the realization that it's not it's not really porn because we we fuck other people just like we fuck each other. Like it's just our the way we have sex and mm-hmm. how we like it. We're we're not uh, there's like no lights, camera, action, directors, and you know there's none of that stuff. It's it's just a small teeny little handheld camera that I've had forever, and we film when the vibe is good. And the most the most um, forethought we put into it is you know the making sure everyone is clean. You're not clean, um, you know, tested and negative. And that's kind of like the forethought. Other than that, the only other thought we really put into is to make sure we have a charged camera and to make sure we have, uh, you know, good natural lube. What is (laughs) it? Right. What is the definition of porn? Like, what makes something porn and not? Like, what? I don't even know. I've always thought, growing up watching porn from, like, the 70s and 80s, I've always thought porn was just, like, Polish acting, you know, with, Mm -hmm. with... the fake stuff. I'm, yeah, but I mean, if you're, I think if you're going for a legal definition, I believe, I believe once penetration happens, for the most part, like that, I mean, that no doubt is porn. Right. Um, you know, and, and then above that, you know, there's it's in the soft porn. Well, right, that, but that's just soft core porn that's simulated. You know, I don't know, but my point, I guess, is, is our stuff is more, it's reality based. I, I hate the, I hate the term reality TV. But I love reality really, TV. <laughs> I mean, I know, I hate the name because it's been so bastardized and people have like denigrated it so much that totally. I, I wish they would. I wish they would come up with a different name for it. But mm-hmm. I feel like what we do is like reality porn, maybe. Yeah, that's why I think that's what I'm trying to say is like it is like hardcore sex or whatever. Maybe porn isn't the right word, right? But you have this other aspect to it, and I feel like you filled a niche. And that's why you became famous. And that's why these people really like you. Like you say, they go, they go, you know, the conversation with you guys goes way beyond sex, right? It's, they're talking about your relationship. They're talking about how they could do it. There's a whole psychology behind it that you guys, you know, people are coming to you for. So I think that's what makes you guys so successful. And that's what's so interesting because it's not just sex. No, I think, I think you would get a big kick out of our Tumblr, by the way, because we get, every day I get tons and tons of really great questions, some really, like, heart-wrenching stuff and some really funny, funny stuff, a ton of, you know, biological questions and psych questions. And I've been really, uh, one of my favorite things to do is go on my Tumblr 10 times a day and answer these really great questions. So right. I've been thinking about what you said about a podcast. It would be kind of cool the next level. Oh my God, you you have to do it. Especially you already have the built-in audience if you could go on. Like that's the way that people get the word out nowadays. It's it's you need to take your Tumblr to the airwaves and put it. It's really easy. I'll I'll talk to you guys off. I could tell you every, how to do it in two seconds because I learned from my oh, that com- would be great. Yeah, I learned from my comedian friends who have already hugely successful podcasts. So they told me what to buy, what to do, you know, really so I'll hook you guys up. But I think that um that's why, like, I've had a point that was really interesting. Now I don't remember what it was. But um, what is your Tumblr? Why don't you, like, you know, pitch your stuff, too, while we're on the phone? Like, wh- how can people find you guys online? Yeah, so the Tumblr address is just uh, the same as our web address. It's just maverickmen.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. But an easier way an easier way to find, to find our Twitter, our Tumblr, our Facebook, all of that is just to go right to maverickmen.com and right on the homepage is our uh, iconic little icons and links to all of our social media. Right. And now I'm assuming that this is, I know one of you said that you have a psychology degree and you guys have all this background. I'm assuming that this is what you guys do now. I mean, did you guys at once have like regular gigs or office jobs that you were doing? And then once this turned, like, how did you make that leap? Because I would assume if you have, you know, sort of, you know, jobs and then you're putting yourself out on the internet with your faces and everything doing this, that maybe if people knew, it wouldn't work out. Like, how did you tackle that? Were you guys working at the time or what was going on? 
Do you want to answer that or do you want me to? Um, well, no, this is this has been our full-time uh, work now for over seven years. And, um, you know, I don't know, the transition, I I guess it all just kind of happened. Um, we, we started posting videos for fun on XTube, just the two of us. And, yeah, I was a little hesitant at first. A little? Okay, it wasn't <laughs> a little bit. And then I got over it, and it was fine, and I really got into it, and, and I enjoyed, you know, the comments and, and everything that started happening. So, truthfully, I don't know. I think for both of us, we just didn't really care, um, uh, you know, of any kind of repercussions in, in our in our other otherwise jobs. And right. then shortly after we got a really big following on XTube, the administrators of the site contacted us and told us we needed to create an amateur page where we could start charging for content. And what he said was, are you guys fucking crazy? Yeah, you should be selling this shit. That's so really nice gave, of them. We we gave it a little bit of thought, and then we tried it, and we started getting checks. And like a month and a half after we did it, we both quit our jobs, and this is all we've done ever since. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And you were doing it. How many? How long were you putting? How long before uh, that happened? How long were you putting up videos before they called you and said, hey, you should you know, fucking move over to well, your own site? We will. We were putting, we were actually, we started putting our, all of our full videos up there for free. And we had, um, they had sent us several messages and emails over like a, probably a two and a half to three year period of us just putting it up there for free. And because mm-hmm. we had a mass, I say again? No, I didn't know. It just cut out. I didn't say anything. Keep talking. No, I was saying that we, um, we put it up there for for a while and they kept messaging us telling us that we're crazy to not do it and so we said finally okay fine how do we do it and we then we created the pay page on x2 there's, there's two areas there's one that's free and one you can it's pay-per-view theater so we put it up there and um you know the i mean the number of people that went there blew us away like right our x, like on x2 our x2 right now what is our x2 how many people are how many fans do we have on that? Uh, we have 106 uh, million video views on our Wow. For all your yeah. videos average 106 million hits? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. How many videos are up there? Could people like see your videos up there? And like, you just have like short clips and then if they have to, if they want to see the whole thing, they got to buy, you know, you have it on that's that. Right. right. Exactly. So we, I mean, we made the transition now. We update Maverick Men always first. That's our website. And so we, you know, we always, the longer cuts the videos and everything goes there exclusively first. And then, you know, eventually we, um, you know, a few months down the road, we'll take that scene and then it goes to other places and, and it ends up eventually now on X2. So we still do put up about a three or four minute teaser on our X2 page. And then there's also a full version on the amateur page if we want to see that. So but on, on the, on the X2 page itself, we have uh, currently 75 videos. But the the best way to, I mean, those are the edited videos. Like, uh-huh. they cut down because they only allow you so much time on there. So we have the full director's cuts for all of our videos. And all of our new content is on maverickman.com. That's basically our baby. That's our site. Right. And how, how often do you update? How often do you have new videos? Like, for me with my podcast, I set it up where I have a new one every Sunday. I mean, is there anything, like, do you have a schedule like that or you you know, as far as when new content comes up on your website? Yeah, we do. We, so we, we update the, the website is kind of two components. It's the WordPress blog. And then it's also, you know, the VOD computer that posts all of our content where all the movies are at. So we update our blog, um, which is, you know, a free blog with, um, we, we update it about, we're supposed to about every three days. Uh-huh. And as far as full length, you know, releases, movie video releases are concerned, we do two a month. Sometimes three. Um, yeah, so we we and there's no real set schedule with that update. It just as it as we get it um, finished, you know, we we get it up to the site. But there's always two new videos a month. Plus every three days we update the uh, the blog with and new it, content. Yeah, and it seems like people really love the blog updates, the contents because we you know we'll show like we were just recently in P Town and Cape Cod, and um, it was Hunter's birthday, so we went to see a show with. Um, this show called Well Strong with all these cute boys and playing the violin and it's just a, a blast. Uh-huh. So we'll do post we'll do posts on events like when we go to the Ritz and we appear there we'll do a video you know of the club and the guys saying hi to us and stuff and we'll post that and so we constantly update that with our lives. 
and people seem to really respond to that, and they like to see our relationship. Well, and not only that, though, we also are. We did an interview a long time ago um, for a Canadian publication, and the guy that wrote it kind of coined this phrase, and it's true that our people, is, our porn is by the people for the people. Right. And, and so, not only is our site about our relationship, our site is also about the fans that are submitting and interacting with, submitting uh, video shoutouts and. And, and posting questions and interacting with our site. And that's also what it's supposed to showcase. Yeah. Like, that is very much what our brand is about. Mm-hmm. Our brand is about, you know, our fans that have supported us for so long. And, and listening to them and talking with them is what kind of helps us make decisions, you know, as we continue our career in, in terms of, you know, creatively how we do things and also places we visit and, you know, things like that. And we, I used to be kind of, like, irritated that we weren't, you know, we never got any of these uh, awards from these gay or porn award shows don't realize that most of it's all it's all about you know money and you have to advertise to these companies and then they create the awards based on that but you know the numbers don't lie our Alexa rating have, for years have been through the roof right and um, I kind of feel like you know we have uh, the people's choice awards basically well, I mean, right yeah, it's, it's you know the award for the most part you know in the industry and it's like it's in every industry but it's, they're they're fake. I mean, it's just political, you know, crap. You got to buy a few full page ads or whatever, or suck someone's dick, and you get an award. And, right. And it, it's frustrating because we do work in this industry, but at the same time, we, we've always felt like you know we always have the biggest award, and that is we have this incredible fan base that you know that recognizes us everywhere we go. We are always talking and meeting new people, and we're always reminded about you know how much happiness not only just good sex but happiness what we do bring to people so right that's, that's what i was going to bring up be- always been the right that's what i was going to bring up before that was the point i forgot like don't you feel like you're you're like helping people i think some people think when sex is involved like they just can't get past the fucking sex you know and people are so judgmental and stuff but in a way you guys are really helping people because it's not just about you guys having sex it's about your open relationship and how you guys could do this and do it in the right way that it works. And so people, you know, reach out to you and you have this whole community and you're actually helping people. Right. Yeah, no, we've, we definitely, we've had some really amazing heart wrenching uh, experiences with things that we've, one time we uh, got an amazing letter from this um, dad who found our book in his uh, son's stuff. And he, so he wanted to know what his kid was reading. <sighs> so he, he read the book and he skimmed that. He said, I skimmed past the sex stuff, but I, you know, it, it definitely uh, made me able to have a conversation with my son. And, and now we're closer than ever. And I want to, you know, I never really knew that two men could actually be in love. I thought it was, uh, you know, just something that was wrong. But now I see that it's not. I wanted to thank you for bringing my son and I back together. It was like, it was a really beautiful. Then another time we had this, um, this, gr- this woman contact us. But she found her boyfriend's secret porn hiding spot, and in his secret porn hiding spot was our book. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And what happened so, there? Well, we helped her navigate through it. I said, look, you know, he's obviously bisexual or gay. Um, you need to have that conversation with him. And, and you know, if you're okay. And she's like, I'm totally okay with it. That's what blows my mind. She's like, I'm bi, and he knows it. He thinks it's great. But, you know, we never... You know, I never knew that he was really into guys. She said, I suspected, but I never really knew to what extent. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love him, and I know we're attracted to each other. So she brought it up, and, and they got along great. And as far as we know, they're still together. Wow, that's amazing. What I didn't even know you had a book. What What's your book? We do. Um, we, and actually, we just got a letter from our publisher. We've sold over 6,000 copies of it. Um, it's called Maverick Men. The true story behind the videos, and it's um, you can get it on Amazon or iTunes. Um, it's a good book. It's not ghostwritten either. We, you can't, we, no, we, we wrote it together. It took and, us like three years to it, write it. When it came out at the time, like this came out, I think in 2010. Um, it, you know, at the time, it, it gave kind of backstory to some of the more. At the time, you know, we only had a handful of videos up and out, and so this kind of gives gave back the book gave backstory several of those more popular videos that uh-huh. we started with on XTube. So kind of gave a backstory to that um, while also, you know, you know, um, you know, narrating our lives at that time and kind of everything that happened. Right. And you got a, po- you, you, 
you didn't self-publish. I mean, you had a publisher come to you, or did you sell it to somebody? I mean, you got somebody. No, he came to us. He came to us. He approached us. He asked us to write a book. We, oh. You know, we had- yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. That's smart. That's a smart publisher. Yeah. His name is Anthony DeFiore, and he has a, he actually had just bought a gay publishing house in San Francisco. So he, he's a great guy. Right. So so that's amazing. Yeah, see, I love helping people. That's why I do my podcast. Like, I just get these random people from online calling. Most of the time, we, you know, my podcast is strictly anonymous. It's people, they make up names, and they just call in, and they tell me their problems, and I help them. Because a lot of guys don't, you know... I don't get a lot of female callers, mostly men, uh, you know, because women have their girlfriends to talk to. Um, and, you know, right. every now and then <laughs> I have these amazing calls and I feel like I really help someone. And I feel like for you guys, too, it's the same thing. Yeah, we've even had um, at one point we, for some weird reason, we broke through the um, barrier for Iran. So we were on the on the Internet in Iran and oh, wow. we, were getting all these, we were getting all of these questions um, that we had a Google Translate into English from Iranian uh-huh. and some of the, some of the stories were like terrifying and scary. And, you know, we had a, it, but the overwhelming vibe was that they loved seeing two masculine men in a relationship that was, that could be love and not just sex. That was like the overwhelming thing was to see two, two mm-hmm. actual men in love. That's what blew their mind. Your guys are all hot. Like, my, one of my questions was, like, are you both into the same type of dudes? Or, like, do you have different sort of preference of what you like sexually? Um, you know, so the the site still is very much about the fans that contact us that want to be in videos. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on, on our website, every now and then we do shoot with guys in the industry. But 90%, if not more, of the people that are featured on our site are, are fans that have contacted us to be in a video. So... And it's a process that, you know, literally every day we hear from about, I don't even know, five to eight guys. A lot of the times they're not serious, but sometimes they are. And that begins the conversation. And we take months, sometimes years, to get to know know someone before we make the decision to make a video. I'm getting back to your question. Yeah, no, that's interesting. No, all this stuff I want to know, too. So keep going. Which is if, you know, if we have a particular type or preference. Guys, but true. First and foremost, it's it, it, and and that's why we take the time to get to know people because we're going to bring them into our house or you know take them on vacation. We like guys that are nice, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like head case, arrogant. Like if they're gorgeous but arrogant, it just I, it doesn't matter to me. I can't even be around people like right. They're like that. ugly yeah. on the inside. No ugly on that's the inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But wait, I mean, as far as our types, I mean, if you really took the time to look at. Um, the videos you'd see that we're like across the map because we like every color, every shape and size. Every I mean, we flavor, have, but we have nice. we have a few, you know, big bears, and we have little twinks, and you know, Puerto Rican boys, and you know, tall black hung men, and you name it, masculine guys, bearded, bald. You know, it depends on the individual. I think everyone has an element of sexiness and sex appeal, and mm-hmm. you know, we can. We can see all that. We can see past the bullshit superficial. We, we've had people tell us that we have the most ugly guys in the world on our side, and why don't we get other guys? So really? it's just an individual preference, yeah. Right. I, I, but I could see that sexiness in people, too. I, I think sexy comes from the inside, not as much on the outside, you know, as people think, you, right. you know. So that's why I think a lot of times amateur porn or maybe not porn or what you guys do is actually hotter. You know, there's nothing more of a turnoff to me if I wants to, you know, if I want to be a voyeur and sort of watch other people. I don't want music. I don't want, you know, too much editing. I don't want people to look perfect and, you know, because they're not even really into it. You know, you know what I'm saying? If you get the well, real and- deal, these guys are really into it. So that's hot. Like what, what to me, what makes someone sexy is if they're really into sex. Well, that's, I mean, and that, you, you hit it just there. I mean, that's, and ultimately what we always will, well, we always do facilitate it, or we won't, we won't publish the scene. And that, you know, we want to make sure that everyone that's being videoed having sex is enjoying having the sex that's happening. Like, like genuinely right. into it. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, and for us, that requires time to get to know someone. Like, I, I know how I, I'm, well, I know plenty of other, you know, studio and, and uh, owners and producers, and the way that they make porn, you know, oftentimes they'll gang shoot maybe 20 or 30 scenes. So, you know, they'll get a place for a week, they'll bring in 15 models, and they'll just bang those scenes out every day until they've got everything they need, you know, to update their site for three months. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm not saying that, that's, that there's anything wrong with that method. That literally is how it's done for most of these studios. But I just think it's problematic in that, you, well, I just don't know how you're going to facilitate any sense of authentic, right. you know, real hot sex when you're doing it in that way. And, and well, if it's the only porn out there, which it has well, been for a generation. Yeah. I was just going to say, it is so hard when you're going through, I mean, there's such mass amounts of porn nowadays because of the internet, free porn out there. And I, it's very rare that I come across any kind of scene that it really seems like the people are really fucking into it. I'm, I don't right. think that that's the majority. I think that that's the minority. I think that's probably why you guys are so successful because that's what all of your stuff is. Yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Right? You guys have to be, there has to be that chemistry and that attraction so that when you guys are filming, like everything that's, it's just natural. It's not like, oh, you do this and then we're going to do that, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it hasn't, it, it, it's, you know, it's fortunate for us because I, I guess the thing that we've always told each other in this is we will only continue to keep doing this as long as it's fun and we're happy and mm -hmm. The only way for us to have fun and have you know be happy in doing this, we do. We have to shoot frequently. We're always shooting scenes for the site. We're always working and doing that. We have to make sure that we're enjoying the sex because otherwise we're not going to enjoy this job. You know? Right, and people are going to see through it. I think. I mean, I see through that shit, and it bothers me if I'm looking. I think some people don't, and that's why that other kind of porn exists, and because people are just fucking lazy and they just you know want to jerk off real fast, and you know they'll watch anything. Right. But I think right. it's really great when you see real people really into it because that's what, to me, is sexy, you know? Do yeah, you, absolutely. So what is the process? Like, if someone listening or, like, what do you put out there? What's the process as far as, like, people getting to film with you? Like, how does that happen? Um, well, we usually just get emails from guys wanting uh -huh. to do videos. Basically, they send us an email saying, you know, I would love to get with you guys, blah, blah, blah. And then we, you know, tell them that they want to get with us. They have to, you know, be a video and be in a video. And the process of doing that is they have to send several recent, 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 <laughs> well lit, well lit, clear, non photoshopped face, body, ass, cock, and you know, tell us what they're into. And mm -hmm. if the vibes there from that, then the next step is we tell them to do a really quick short video of themselves naked saying, hey, what's up, Maverick, man? We want to come and do a video and then send it to us and then I'll send them my phone number. The the purpose of the video is to show that they're, you know, ready and serious. To really put themselves out there, right. Mm -hmm. and, and truthfully, all of that is outlined on the Come Star in a Video with Us page. Yeah. If they just go to our site and click on that link, it's at the top center of the page mm -hmm. and then the steps are all listed there for, you know, the... the to submit information to us. And right. what's the ratio, guys, of like how many people submit to you and the amount of people you actually choose? Oh, God. That's, I, you know, I never really thought about that because we, we deal with it every single day. Right. So often. I mean, do you on... think it's like 10%, 5%? What do you think, that? Gosh, I don't know. You know, it's funny because I, for whatever reason, I've never really thought about it, but it definitely... It's definitely it, there's a higher frequency of you know us being contacted certainly right. than, than in comparison to us. I could scenes. imagine if anyone ever found your phone or your inbox and saw all those pictures. <laughs> I yeah, mean the shit you must get. Right now, there's a lot. There's a lot of texting and, and whatnot that goes on all day, all the time, with regards to setting scenes up and stuff. So. I don't know. I think I think maybe I don't know in terms of who contacts us and then what actually happens. I I don't know. I couldn't even guess. I couldn't I think, even guess. I know. I guess it's tough because I I think there's this. We we also we have been doing this for a long time now, and we certainly have perfected our system. And I think we're working more efficiently than we used to. Uh -huh. And and basically to, to get someone to submit if they're interested in being in a video and they want to go down that road and you know they want to discuss it. To get somebody to submit a video of them saying they're interested in being a video, that's really where it starts. Once you get someone to do that, those people are ready to do it. Yeah, that's our time. And, and, and uh, you know, the, I guess you could say the success rate with you know with with us investing time and something like that is always a hundred percent. Right. So I think that maybe it's that's how we've now come to work, and that we you know we do we always get hit up by guys that I'm guessing just you know probably like most just want to get some. Um, affirmation of, you know, that they're sexy or cute or whatever, but that really have no intention of going farther than that. Mm -hmm. And 
And those people, you know what, I don't think we even put them in the realm of they're serious about doing a video. So I think right. there's just a lot of people we talk to day to day. But of the people that submit and they submit the video and they're ready to do it, I think that it actually is pretty high. We're just talking with a lot of people, but it usually always does um, come through. Right. And there was like a really hot guy, an Italian guy. And I looked at like when I was going through your website and you're like, oh, we met, you know, because you put the little history of like, you know, how this all came about. And it was an Italian guy. And you said you met him in Florida. I mean, is that sometimes do you travel to go see these people? Is that how that hookup happened? Or you're in Florida for another shoot and then you meet somebody? Could that Um, happen as well? It varies. I mean, it's both. Right. Like when we're sometimes when we're in a place like it'll all of a sudden it'll happen and we'll meet someone online and they'll be like, Oh, I've been watching you guys for a while. And you know, I want to do a video. How do I go about doing it? I mean, we, we don't usually like to do it that way because testing usually takes a while, but when we're on vacation, that, you know, we're usually someplace for a minimum of a week or two. Right. So it gives us time to get our testing done. And now with the advent of AuraQuick, we, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for us to do these spontaneous things. But the reality is, is there, the things that look spontaneous are not spontaneous. Of course. And, and the fact of it is when we, you know, places we travel to, someone might hit us up that's interested in being a video, but we've been talking with that person for six months or a year. Like we're, we're always in conversations. We're continually having conversations with guys so that when we do travel, it makes it, you know, it makes it very easy to, to always meet people because chances are we're talking to, to six guys in that city or something. Right, because yeah. you're not just doing it. Where are you guys from? Where do you guys live, or where are you based? Where do you do most of your uh, videos? We're in Boston. So do you Boston most do you do most of your videos there? They, yeah, I do people? Say, yeah, I do yeah. most most here. Yeah. So how do people like is someone in Cal? I'm sure because you know with the internet, you're getting hit up from people all over. Do they fly in to do it? Do you have people well, that fly in to do it, or you're just doing people in Boston? Well, we don't. Um, we don't pay guys to do videos. That's, that's not, you know, we kind of right. feel like we feel like if guys are being paid to do porn, then there's a chance that they're not into us and they're just lying about it. Totally. And they're saying it for the money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that would translate into a bad video. So we don't do that. So what we will do is if you're in another country or another state, we'll pay for your flight to come here and, hang out with us and you'll basically be our guest and we'll pay for food, drinks, fun, whatever. And, um, yeah, so you can be anywhere in the world, really. Right. And are you shooting at your house? Yeah. Yep. So you bring these guys into your house and it says like you guys keep in touch with these people and you stay friends. Do you guys stay, do you guys still get sexual people off like the camera, the ones that you fucked on camera that were like really good or does it end there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once right, once you do one video with us, then everything else is fine. So then you're exactly. open if you're like into them, is what you're saying? Yes, because right. a lot of guys, a lot of guys will say, "Oh, can I try it off camera first? And you know, that and that doesn't work for you guys, right? Well, we've done it twice. They and they don't come back. <laughs> yeah, they got what they want, and that's it. Yeah, no <laughs> camera ever. <laughs> right. So you're like on camera first, and then we could talk. Yes, exactly. No, right. You learned the hard way. You gave it up a couple times before, and then it didn't work. That, that's interesting. Um, but So you do keep re- ongoing sexual relationships with some of these people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. And so how do you keep the, how do you keep the emotional out? Do you ever have a problem where, like, these guys get sort of hooked on one of you guys or something, like, in a, in a different way other than sexual? Or no? It doesn't. It doesn't really matter if they do, right? No, I mean, you know, I think again, we we, we are really good at you know at, at communicating when, when something feels like it's you know uncomfortable or, or there's an issue. We're always really good about talking. I'm not just talking about between the two of us, but yeah, anyone we're hanging out with, like that, right. just, that's the type of you know honest, open relationship we have with people, and so. I think because of that, I know what you're getting at, and right. I don't know. We just haven't we haven't had that happen, and I and I'm guessing maybe it's because of you know just how we navigate the relationship in the first place. Like, and, and I it just think it's because you have those clear boundaries, and I think that that's actually helpful to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's when those boundaries are blurred, and people want to be like, oh, let's fuck each other, but let's let fuck other people, and but they keep it sort of gray. Then the other person thinks like maybe I can like that part. That's when all that bullshit happens. Yeah, I mean, and and if we notice something, you know, emotional happens or an attachment, we really do 
because we got we had to do it. I'd say Matt, I'd say twice. We had to, we sat him down and said, "Look, you know, we love you in in a different way, and it's not gonna it's not gonna go anywhere, but you know, a sexual thing, and we'll we'll be emotionally there for you as your friend." I mean, and it's it's worked. I mean, they they get it, and it's when you're afraid or insecure or you know, concerned about the conversation, you don't have it. That's when people start imagining things that are exactly. not Exactly. Right. That's what I mean. When you're really honest and stuff. Like when I was younger, I was a total player and I used to fuck a couple people at the same time and I never want to relate to you. But I was always, and people would be like, how do you keep these guys as your friends and how do you keep it okay? And it's like, because I was just full disclosure. Like I wasn't trying to play games. I what, You know what I mean? It's like that's a form of control and bullshit and it makes people nuts, you know? If you're very, very, very honest and everybody knows people, I think, feel safe. It's, it's a much safer place to be and then people... People can just do what they want, and I think it makes for a better just booty call experience, if that's what you want to call it. Right. I think regular right. people don't understand that, you know. There's so many guys in my world, like for as a straight woman, you know, that they just think, like, if they tell you about other women, like, you're, you know, so they keep it a secret, and that just makes it worse, you know. It's like being fucking open and honest is is a is a quicker way to get down my pants like i'd rather and if i know what the deal is i know what the deal is and i think it's you know it's better and i think more people are like that people just don't believe it totally agree right totally agree you no know, i feel i feel fortunate because i basically i skipped dating altogether like i just i i didn't really meet a lot of dudes when i moved out here i met him you know essentially right when i got here and we've been together ever since uh-huh and, it's tough hearing, like, you know, the, the things that you're talking about with dudes and yeah. the dynamics of being single. And, oh, my God, I'm, just, I'm so grateful that I don't have to deal with that shit. It's, it's awful. It, it can get dismal, it sounds, sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many. I mean, you're lucky you guys met each other because you're on the same page. But it's I, I think it's rare to meet people that are on. I don't think people believe that what you guys have like can exist i think they think it's too good to be true but all it takes is the fucking truth and so many people have a problem with that that's where i come from and i think i put too much out there and like i said people just don't buy it but it's very hard for me to find somebody to get the same thing back you know because i i just don't think people believe it i really don't i don't know i mean i i I agree and i and i always uh, we always talk about this particular topic i have been out. I mean, I've been on the dating scene before I met Hunter. I'm a, I'm a lot older than him, and uh-huh. so I've been around and dated, dating stuff like that. And I've had friends close, like best, some my best friend and a couple of former best friends and people I've known for years that have been in these long um, monogamous relationships. And the truth is, they're not monogamous. They think they are, but they're not. They're, you know, I'll be super close to the both of them separately and. They're both fucking everything that walks around behind each other's backs. Exactly. And neither one of them know it. And it's like this big apocalyptic thing when they find out. But I, I can't help but think, are they that clueless that they, they don't believe it, that it's going on? I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever met a, a truly monogamous couple. I really don't think I have. Right. I mean, I feel I have a lot of guys that are my friends and I feel like there's a, you know, I've met a couple guys and I have some guy friends that are truly monogamous by nature. Like they are pretty monogamous and it's easy for them to do it. And it's a rare breed, though. Most guys that I know aren't, but they're not just doing it for the sex. Like there's a lot of that other bullshit that's going on that we talked about before with the texting and the getting the girl to like and all that sort of intrigue and all that bullshit. And that's the problem. Or they're living like this double life. And um, and it, it's ridiculous, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And even if you want to go out and have a open relationship or I want to do a booty call with someone, because sometimes if you can't, you know, I think sex is really important, whether you're in a relationship or not. I mean, as a human being, I always had a rule. I'm never going to go a month without getting laid. And if I'm not, it just because I'm not in a relationship, it doesn't mean I can't have sex, you know. And um, yep. but to find a really successful booty call for me has always been hard because there's always all that bullshit to deal with. It's hard to find somebody that's going to be as honest as I am and open. And I really think, you know, because I would always say, like, why are they lying to me? But I think it's in a weird way. These people are like lying to themselves. Like they're not really comfortable always. with what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? Because I would be like, always. why do you fucking lie? Like, you know that I want to know the truth. Like that's the that's going to turn me off if I think that there's secrets behind my back. If I know everything and it's full disclosure, it's so much easier, you know. 
Um, but I really came to believe that it's not, they're not lying to me. They're lying to themselves, whatever they're doing or whoever they're fucking or what, they have some sort of confliction with it, you know, in their own minds. And that's why they can't bring it to the table. And that sucks, you know? Yeah. And it also, honestly, I mean, you're absolutely right. They're lying to themselves. That, that is exactly what's going on. And, and, it, and it sucks because they're lying to themselves about having this sex and doing all this yeah. that they're doing. And ultimately sex becomes associated with this nasty, deep, dark behavior. And that, yeah. again, is something we've always been trying to combat about. Sex is fun. You can laugh while you have sex. It's supposed to be fun, lighthearted. Like, you don't you don't want <laughs> this element of, of, of guilt and shame. Exactly. And, and, and I think people, you know, lying. Yeah, and I think people think that that's what makes it hot. But I don't believe that. Like, I've always had the hottest sex. And I think what's great is to be, like, really dirty in a really clean situation. And I mean clean by... <laughs> Something really open and cool. You know what I mean? And then it's not fucking dirty. You know what I'm saying? And that takes away that weird guilt feeling afterwards. But I think some people think that if you're doing it sort of in that way, that it takes away that element. Some people are into that sleazy element. But I feel like you can be dirty and hot in a very clean way, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a real deep um, psychology when it, when it comes to that, dealing with that and mm-hmm. understanding why it's dirty. and why, I mean, I, I firmly believe that the whole um, torture stuff, dungeon sex, where right. people, you know, really, you know, wallowing in, in dirt on the floor and being shit and pissed on why they get off to that and why the anonymous secret sex all stems from suppression. I feel like gay men have been notoriously psychologically you know, destroyed to have very low self-esteem and low self-worth and to hide who they are sexually. So these anonymous uh, bathroom hookups and anonymous park hookups and these dungeon type of degradation sex is all born of suppression. Right, and that's why they get off on that, because, but it's some weird twisted sort of wiring in their mind that isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. Right, And, and, and again, it's, it's it's transmuted into something, com- you know, a whole millions of different branches of fetishes from the original suppression. I, I that's my thought on it anyway. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, and I think that though some people think that like that's the key to like the like you know these weird places where their minds go or this dysfunction is what makes it hot, and in a sense. You know, that that is hot and you can get off on it. But like what people don't understand is like you could rewire yourself and be healthy and have and and still be as dirty or as imaginative. Do you know what I mean? I quit drinking like 11 years ago. I was very promiscuous when I was younger and it was definitely an acting out negative thing for me you know, as far as all my sexuality, but I always loved sex too. And I always had this other view of it. Thank God that it was like a really good thing and a healthy thing and something that I would never turn negative. So I quit drinking because the drinking was actually ruining it for me and making it a bad thing. And, um, I feel like, you know, I rewired myself like, because there were times when I was younger and I was doing it dysfunctionally that like it had to be sort of dirty or illicit or something to get off. But after I quit drinking and clean myself up and turn into this other person it's like I could still be that same person and use my imagination and get into it and actually have a much better time of it because it do, it's not dysfunctional do you know what I mean and I right. think yeah. that people I think people are afraid to give up that stuff or clean up their insides you know um, because they're afraid think, that they'll lose it I think they are hungry for it though because I, I think that's what they see in our porn uh-huh. our, motto, our motto for the first couple of years was maverickmen.com where sex is fun again yeah we always we always say if you're not laughing before during or after sex then you're doing it wrong right kind of like we dragged it out of that dungeony environment and the guilt environment we brought it out into the sunshine and that's why a lot of our videos are like on the beach or out in the woods or at home you know during the day and we want people to see that you know sex shaming is is wrong it's a bad thing sex is fun and hot and amazing and exactly you just need to get back to that reality yeah and it's like i said it's a healthy thing for me as a woman it's like i don't need to be in love with somebody and if i'm monogamous by nature i, I enjoy sex with the same person more you know because then i could feel comfortable you know i could communicate better with somebody and tell them what i like and i feel like all these things that maybe you want to think about that are dirty in your head you could if you have a good enough imagination you know and you're present enough with the person and you're into the person you're with you could do all kinds of stuff you know without having right. to really like live it out you know in a in a 
private, secret, hidden way. Right, and and deal with all of the negative repercussions that come with it. Yeah, you feel like shit afterwards. And you you know you feel like shit afterwards, and you know if your fetish is going to get fucked in the ass by random strangers in a you know public bathroom, and you, 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 you know you you contract diseases and stuff like that, yeah. or you get you get arrested by the cops, or you know all the negative shit that comes with that can be eliminated through role play and open, honest, fun communication. Right. No, and that's why I'm I'm so glad that you guys came on the podcast because I feel like so many people because I I'm like you guys I think sex is a great fun super healthy amazing thing it gets such a bad rap people are so fucking weird when it comes to sex you know it's one of my favorite things to talk about just because people just think it's so fucking taboo still I don't know what century they're living in but you know it is this great healthy thing I think in America we're a lot worse than other countries I think you know in Europe and stuff they're a lot more open than we are here um, but it's great to talk about it in a way and meet people that are doing stuff like you guys are and bringing it and putting it in a better place because I think we have a warped view on sexuality, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, right. certainly. And it needs to be in a better... The last question I had for you guys was, does your families know? Um, Hunter's family doesn't know, but he has a, he's an only child, so it's not that significant of a, of a deal, but... Um, is that right? No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. My my parents don't know. My parents know about you and my relationship. And oh yeah, they love us. I was raised Mormon, so it goes you know it goes on and on. But oh, that's interesting. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> right, that's yeah. another podcast, definitely. But they, you know, they they know I'm incredibly happy. They love him. We're all very close. Yeah. Like, it's good. Right. But they don't know. They don't know what we. They don't know about my site, right? But my, my family does. Your family knows. And did you tell them, or did they find out? And like, how did they take it? If you told them like that conversation, how did they take it? Well, when when we started reaching, like you know, when it was like ten million views, twenty million views, mm-hmm. 50, 60 million views, I was saying, you know, this is definitely going to get get out to someone we know. And you know, I had people from Boston saying, "Oh, I I know you," and Maverick man, isn't that Maverick Street? And isn't it, you know? And I'm like, okay. So I decided to um, tell my my brothers first, and they're all like pretty surprised, but they think it's hilarious, and you know, they 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 wanted to know a few of the details, but you know, if I if we were going out and hanging out with my brothers, guys would come up and want to take photos with us or get an autograph, and so I mean, it came it came up that way with one brother. Um, mm-hmm. All my brothers are cool, and then I told my mother um, maybe like six years ago, and she didn't she didn't understand it. She doesn't really know about the internet. She didn't really. Under- I was like, <laughs> she said, "Wait a minute." She said, "They pay you to be naked," and I'm like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Well, do you-? she works for the Department of Revenue?" She's like, "Well, do you pay your taxes?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we pay them quarterly." And she said, "It's legal," and I'm like, "Yeah." She said, "Are you happy?" I said, "Yeah." Like okay, that's okay. So that's I like her line of questioning. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. I mean, she's she's turning uh, eighty four this year, so she's right. Do you have? Did you have like friends from your past that like contacted you ever and be like, oh holy shit, I saw you guys online or something like that? Do you get noticed on the street? Oh my god, yeah. Uh, We are friends. Now, well, not so much right now because we joke about it and they've heard us joking about it. But at first, when we were very old, with all of our friends, like <laughs> friends that we've had for many years, we'd go to their house and all of a sudden they'd answer the door with a towel on. They would what? With a towel on? They would, they would, right. they would answer the door with a towel and the towel would fall off. That could definitely send us new pictures. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah, weird stuff like that. But we get, I mean, of you know, we have an analytics account set up to the site so we can see where, you know, traffic comes from globally, but also, you know, um, from uh, from what state within the U.S. And we do get, of the United States, we, you know, Massachusetts is the one where we, we see the most traffic from. So every gay boy in Massachusetts. Yeah, we can't go. Right. We can't go on any <laughs> any social media apps like Jack or Brandon or Scruff or anything like that. No boy. Every I mean, single guy knows you already. We we do. I mean, we'll do pictures in the shop, in the mall, at the grocery store, at the yeah. gym. People want to take like it. Just you know, it goes on and on, and it's great. We love it. It's Tell them about the time when you're in 
we're in Disney World, we were getting ice cream in line. I tell them at the time at the bar when we got pit, we You were in Disneyland and someone noticed uh, you? we well we go we go to uh we go to Orlando, we go to gay days um every year. It's June, I think it's like first weekend in but June. But this wasn't during gay days. We were there with Gary and Charlie. Oh well, well he's standing he's standing in line and all of a sudden we get I get email of someone standing behind him taking pictures of his ass in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they're sending it to you, like, look at what we... What, what, they like send it to our, our website. They, no, they, they send it to our website. Oh, hilarious. Another time we were in a bar and we were sitting there at the bar and um, we got another Facebook picture of us sitting at the bar real time and I looked up and there's the guy sitting across the way taking photos of us. <laughs> oh my God, hilarious. And so you have a Facebook page, you have a Twitter. So do a shout out again to all of your stuff so that people could check yeah, out. It's maverickmen.com? Yeah, if you just go to maverickmen.com. So yeah, maverickmen.com is our site and all of our social media properties, I guess, are listed there. But uh, we have a Facebook page that's under Cole Maverick. We have uh, a Tumblr, you know, that's maverickmen dot tumblr.com and we have a twitter account it's uh at the maverick and what about your book i love all your stories about your book how can people buy your book as well they could go, is there like you i don't can, see a link on your website for the book right yeah so, you, you can get it on our on maverickman.com okay you can um uh, but it's not easy to how to see it so you can go to either amazon or itunes um, and you can order it that way. <clears throat> okay, cool. And you guys are going to have a podcast coming up because I'm going to tell you all about it. You guys got to have to. Yeah. You have to start yeah. that up. We'll talk about that off hey, air. Hey, also we're we're going um, on a cruise. We have um, it's called Maverick Men Mayan Adventure at Sea. So sorry, it's a week long cruise, and we're booked on it. It's 3,600 guys, and um, people are starting to book rooms. For, you know, they're coming to kind of hang out with us and party along Mexico. Um, and you're going to do some shoots home. there, I'm sure. I, I think it might happen, Hopefully. yes. <laughs> well, we start, we start off in Miami, and then um, we go down to Key West, and um, then we go to, let me see, so uh, Key West, Cancun, and then is it Chichen Itza? The uh -huh. Jungle. Yeah, it's fun. It'll be great. So it's a week-long cruise. It's the, uh, the first week of December, and that info's on our site too. Where on the site? What? Where do they find that info? I'm on your site right now. I just don't see like if okay. I went to your homepage, where do I go to get info on the um, yeah, cruise? Scroll down. Uh, if you just scroll down, and actually, yeah, you can. I'm sorry. So there's a couple ways. You can click on the fan zone link, mm -hmm. and uh, the fan zone page. Yeah. There's. Oh, there, that's all our travel dates. But then from the homepage, there's also, if you just scroll down, there's a blog post that has all of the information. Oh, uh, right, a video recent posts. Talking about the cruise. Recent posts, right. So then they could sign up yeah. for the cruise as well. Awesome. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you some info about um, uh, the podcast off air. Thanks oh, so yeah, much please. for calling in. It was a great call. Thank you. Great talking with you. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous